Hey there, and welcome to Beer Branding Trends, conversations on building stronger craft beverage brands. Kodo Design has spent more than a decade working with craft food and beverage artisans, helping them to brand or rebrand, reposition, and reimagine what a compelling F&B brand can be. This show captures all of our fieldwork and experience into practical strategies, tips, and tactics to help you build a stronger brand and sell more beer. I'm Isaac Arthur. And I'm Cody Fagg. And this is the Beer Branding Trends Podcast. Hey, Cody, what's up? Isaac. Hello. Cody, my man. Isaac. <laughs> what's up? Oh, hey. <laughs> you know, we never told we never told the listeners that the first version of this that we ended up bailing on was just a watch through party of the entirety of The Sopranos uh, that had nothing to do with beer or branding, but would have been a much better podcast. When we stop talking about all this business junk, I think it'll just we'll just start covering HBO series <laughs> because the world needs more. Kodo after hours, Cody and Isaac talk about how much they love The Sopranos forever. We talk about we talk about the L word stuff. <laughs> weeds i don't even know what else there is uh <laughs> yeah what, else, what six feet under yeah that, that that great one we are already a minute in and we are we are hitting on all cylinders cody today we're here to have a very serious discussion about how a brewery should frame its mission and vision and first we found over the years that for some folks this is really easy uh, we found the vision definition process in particular to be kind of challenging with our clients and even you and i internally uh, as, as we recently found out with our own kind of repositioning process, I'm sure we'll touch on that in our own process a bit, but but let's let's dive right in here and not talk about Sopranos if we can for the next 30 minutes. Please define mission and vision and tell me how they are different. It kind of took us a while to actually wrap our minds around this, but I think I think we've got it down to some pretty clear statements that I, I think help define what mission and vision is and, and how it can be useful. So we'll start with mission. Your mission is your brewery's immediate day-to-day marching orders, week-to-week, month-to-month. It's the stuff you do every single day to serve your customers. Now, we're going to kind of touch upon our discussion recently that we had about positioning too, because in my opinion, the the better, stronger mission statements also tie into your positioning. In other words, telling the world who you are, what you do, why you matter, why people should care about you, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a lot more on the ground and a lot more tactical when you're talking about your mission statement. The other side of that coin, your vision, your vision statement or your company's vision or what, what, however you want to phrase that, tends to be much more future-facing, much more aspirational, kind of big picture thinking. Tells the world where you're headed, what you want to accomplish from a 10,000-foot view, oriented toward the long game. Answers questions like, where do you see yourself in 20 years? You know, your place in the market your reputation, products, services, stuff that differences you're making in your community, whatever. But more importantly, for the sake of this process and this discussion, your vision captures how you see your work impacting your customers' lives and the community itself. So that's a big thing to throw your arms around. But I I think the important distinction there is that vision is a lot more concerned with big picture future thinking and a lot less concerned with day-to-day operations. Yeah, the day-to-day stuff is fairly easy, and it is that vision that's challenging. And, and I, I think we can just jump right in and talk about Simon Sinek. Start with why. I know that you cringe whenever, whenever I bring this up in meetings, but I, I think it's a very useful heuristic for the, for the layperson to grasp this concept. So, first of all, I can't see anyone listening to this very specific show about beer branding and beverage branding not knowing about Start with Why. But, but in case they haven't. 
what is it? The, 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 so it's a Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. It, the thesis is that there are three levels of reasoning, driving what you do, and more importantly, how you can use those levels to tell a compelling story and understand your story, tell that story to your customers. So it's the golden circle, trademark, Simon Sinek. Uh, it's, got, it's got three rings. The outermost ring is what the, the middle, the, the next la- layer in would be your how, and then the core of the circle would be your why. Cody, tell me, I don't know if that translates at all to an audio format here for folks, but tell me, tell me more about this. Yeah, I would highly recommend also just looking this up and looking at the chart. That's the move. Yeah. For the record, I think this concept is extremely useful. I just kind of think Simon Sinek's a nerd and I want to give him a noogie and rough him up a little bit. <laughs> Simon Sinek can kick your ass, man. <laughs> I mean, all right, Simon, listen, man. You, me. You, me. You, me. The Kmart parking lot. We'll find out what's what. In the squared circle. <laughs> <laughs> Naked to the waist. Yeah, ooh. Greased, greased up. To the death. All right. So when we're talking about start with why, we've got the what, the how, and the why. That's kind of your target. You start at the outside and you move into the center. The what is just the stuff that you do. So if you're a brewery that focuses on all Belgian-style beers, or you make world-class sour beers, or you make ready-to-drink cocktails for people who want to enjoy a high-class cocktail at home without all the rigmarole of going to the bar, whatever. That's your what. It's just the thing that you sell. The how would be how you execute on your what. That's a really strange sentence to parse, but it it (laughs) technically makes sense. So any special processes, special approaches, does anything inform this that separates it from other similar products? So, you know, if you take the example of a brewery that makes Belgian beer, you know, does your brewery use spontaneously fermented beer? Are you sourcing wild yeast locally? Do you brew in... How do you, is it fooders? Is that what it is? Fooders, I think. Yeah. We should know this by now, 12 years in. F- f- faders? Foiters. Fooder, fooders. Open top foiters. Or you brew in... <laughs> <laughs> Do you capture your own local wild yeast? Do you brew in big old school wooden ethiooters? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, amphoras would be another cool one that we've seen folks do. Yeah, the, the clay amphoras or fooders or whatever. Super historical wild stuff. Okay, so that's how. Your why would be actually diving into the reason that you do things the way that you do. So the why explains the how, which explains the what, if that makes sense. So what is your underlying reason for brewing... For selling your beer, let's take the Belgian beer example and we can kind of show you how this all constructs together. So you start with what? We brew all Belgian beers. Okay. You know, lots of breweries do that. Drill down a little bit to how. We use traditional Belgian brewing methods to produce authentic beers with local terroir. Terroir? Terror. I took Spanish. Yeah, yeah I'm feeling terror right now trying to <laughs> pronounce terroir. Terroir. How we use traditional Belgian brewing methods to produce authentic beers with local terroir. And then the why could be my great, great, great grandfather worked at a brewery in Belgium. And I grew up hearing stories about him. I, I've wanted to be a brewer for as long as I can remember. Uh, my whole family is steeped in this. That's your why. So the reason, thank you for that stellar overview, Cody. The, 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 the reason that we we do prompt our clients to go through this process you can see how the last part there is so much more compelling than simply stating we are a belgian brewery and to your earlier point i mean in the early days of craft beer certainly but even today in 2021 22 wherever we are right now when this episode drops 
there are a whole lot of businesses in general that just kind of begin and end with like that what in terms of their positioning and marketing. So we are a Belgian style brewery. Okay, that's great until another brewery opens up down the street that also makes Belgian beer. So the thing is, again, you could get away with this in the early days of, of the beer boom, but now there are 9,000 or whatever number of breweries in the States. It's just you can't do this anymore. So you have to have a compelling differentiator. You have to have a reason for existing. You have to have a story that you can actually tell your customers so they understand why you're special and and why they should be supporting you. Absolutely. And and I think digging deeper to tell that story is kind of the key to that. You know, I, I interjected earlier with you were giving an overview of mission and vision. And I, I, I jumped in with why the start with why concept really helped. So if you just to carry that through. If you go through the start with why exercise, your what and how, those would be akin to your mission. So your those are the more immediate day-to-day marching orders that, that drives your business towards your desired end state. So that desired end state, the reason for doing all this would be your vision. So Cody, let's talk about vision and maybe why we we find this to be more challenging of, of the two. Yeah. So a vision should ultimately be the sort of cumulative effect of your efforts. How are you changing the sea? How are you, what are you contributing other than just the transactional day-to-day I'm selling cans of beer or whatever it is, you know, more specifically, and this is just an example, doesn't apply to everyone, but a lot of breweries end up saying something like this, like how your brewery will improve the community or how a brewery will support a certain mission or how a brewery will, uh, geez, I don't know, create a place for people to come together, whatever it is. It falls into the same, the same kind of issue that framing core values can fall into. Yeah, People start businesses for all kinds of reasons. All of them are valid, certainly, but they're not all well suited to helping tell your story and form a connection with people. Sometimes you're just starting a business to pay the bills, keep the lights on and make some cash. Like that's what it is. So you have to think about this a little bit further than that. Everyone who sets out to start something to some extent starts their business to work for themselves. Yeah. That sort of romantic notion of being your own boss. That's one of the biggest upsides to what can be a pretty unglamorous and tough grind. You know, we've worked with a lot of people who really just are doing this. A huge motivator is to get out of like their stuffy corporate job and do something with that they feel like has a, a bigger impact or that they feel like they can control. But the problem is like, if you say, well, I'm starting this to be my own boss. Does a customer necessarily care about that? And are you necessarily unique? in that. And I would say, no, (laughs) most of the people in the industry are doing this for that reason. Yeah. And we hear those reasons all the time, right? Like I'm unmanageable. I'm unhirable. I can do it better than anyone else. I want to work my own hours. I want to provide a better life for my family. These are, those are internal intrinsic driving reasons why we would, why anyone in their right mind would start a business as you and I have discovered. Those reasons have what I, what I've heard called the everything, nothing problem and that it means everything to you and nothing to anyone else. You know, you want to be your own boss, fine, but none of that really matters to the person who might or might not buy your beer. So they need a reason to, you know, customers need a reason, beer drinkers need a reason to connect with your story beyond just kind of your sort of, I mean, selfish is the wrong word, but you know what I mean, kind of your self-oriented goals. So why should they drink your beer? What story are they buying into? What are they supporting when they carry a can around and people see them with it? You know, what is that telling other people about them? So the jump from these kind of self-focused, though, I mean, perfectly legit, again, like Isaac and I literally have a stupid design firm because the above reasons that Isaac mentioned, we're unmanageable, we're savage cavemen. Just idiots, yeah. 
we're un- unwashed, kind of just dumb, and we smell weird. You talk about The Sopranos way too much. Too too much Sopranos content. This, it's an old show. Let's move on. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to say. It's very hard to get past those kind of self-focused concerns and and transform that into something that other people can jump onto. If I can jump in, I think people that hear this conversation right now would say, okay, but I did start this business chiefly because, you know, X, Y, Z, I'm unmanageable, I'm unhirable, whatever. When we, how do we get there? How do we, how do we figure out what that vision is? Because it does, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That also doesn't mean I, I don't want to step on any points you might be making here in the next section, but we're not going to be myth making. We're not making anything up. We just have to work harder to define it. So, so how do we, how do we get there to, to define your vision? I think this is where core values are really helpful. If you're just joining us on this podcast on this episode, go back and listen to that episode, episode three. I hope that holds up by the time it comes out. But go check out episode three as we talk about core values. If you're having a hard time figuring out what your vision is, long form writing and stories can really help get there. I think that there there are certain places where brevity makes sense. It makes sense to have kind of a glib, quick statement. But vision, especially as you're kind of developing it, I think I think you can you can put a little bit more time and a little bit more thought into it, especially since this might be an activity of discovery for you. You might stumble on something that really clicks with you that you didn't start out to do necessarily. So sit down in front of a text document or a piece of paper or a a quill and inkwell if you're (laughs) a romantic and start free writing on your papyrus. And then this is where like you have to kind of turn your filters off and, and explore this with an open mind. So like, what was your first beer experience? Why do you care about beer in the first place? When was the first time you tasted a beer that's better than kind of the macro lagers and went, oh, wow, this is incredible. What led you to open or work at a certain brewery? What's the story behind the name of, of your project? You know, what what is the thinking behind that? Sometimes a lot of the sort of vision can come out of that. Why did you put your brewery in this specific community, neighborhood, state? Why is it on this bike trail? Why is it on that intersection? What kind of causes outside of beer do you support? You know, we've worked with folks who, you know, anything from the Humane Society to to assisting veterans to you name it, uh, nature conservation, whatever. What What's important to you? I, th- I think that's a good place to start, too, in terms of trying to connect with your vision. If you're a team going through this exercise, the founder needs to be involved. They'll know all that early history. They'll know a lot of that core DNA. A lot of times this kind of springs from the founder or founding group. You know, whoever was there at the beginning, they usually would be involved too, unless it's, you know, a 20 plus year old brewery and maybe they're not there day to day. Correct. Or, or there's multiple owners, whatever the folks who were there around at the beginning should definitely be involved with this. But it's also super important that current leadership, you know, GM, larger team, whoever's on your executive team, they need to contribute too. they need to connect with this as well, just as your customers need to. And everyone needs to be working together toward a common goal. That's kind of basic group psychology, but the way it sort of intersects with branding and mission and vision is that everyone kind of needs to feel like they're part of the effort. Have everyone on your executive team go through this exercise. When you look at everybody's notes kind of individually, you'll start to see some patterns, common ideas will emerge. You'll you'll find that perhaps you have more in common than you realized, which is usually what happens. These things that come up time and time again are going to be contenders for your brewery's vision, certainly, perhaps for core values or any of these other things we've talked about, or your why. You know, if, if the long-term view is too confusing, just focusing on why I'm here, why I'm doing this, and how that can plug in with it can be really helpful too. 
Let's wrap this up with some actual examples. You mentioned a minute ago, uh, there's a place for brevity and, and we're, we just gave direction and gave a lot of long form prompts. I think that what we're working towards ultimately is a, a pretty short statement. So you can you can kind of diverge and get as, as verbose and deep as you need to, but ultimately we're working into these concise statements. That can be shared with your team internally, shared with the public at large so that everyone understands what you stand for. So maybe we can just read our own since we talked about struggling through it and it's kind of top of mind for us. So if you don't have any reservations, I can just read our mission and we can talk about it a little bit. You simply must. So- our mission, our day-to-day battle flag is to make independently owned breweries the most vibrant, resilient, well-branded businesses on earth. It might be well-equipped versus branded. We're still working through that. But uh, the reason this is valuable is just an action, is like core values. This helps us to actively make business decisions. So if our day-to-day marching orders of Kodos are to help independently owned breweries become the most resilient and well-branded businesses on earth, then we know exactly what sorts of resources we need to get out in the community to help them, to help you guys make better decisions. We also know what topics we need to talk about just very granularly. We know what we need to talk about on this podcast. We know what sorts of conference presentations people will find immediately valuable and actionable. We know what we need to be writing about in our newsletter. And then, of course, we we can directly help our clients on, on the core focus of our business, helping people with beautiful, compelling branding that helps them sell more beer. So that is our mission. What else? Our vision statement. I actually need to look this up because I don't have this bad boy memorized. One second. Okay, and we're back. (laughs) So Kodo's vision. Kodo exists to build stronger communities. We do this by supporting the types of businesses, restaurants, and breweries that we personally enjoy frequenting. Beyond enjoying their products, independently owned food and bev businesses, the types of companies that give people an opportunity to have a job that doesn't treat them like shit. It's a job they will find fulfilling and rewarding. Kodo exists to support the types of companies we personally love and want to see thriving in our community. I wanted to say that that took us a really long time to develop, but Thinking back on it, the the vision and the mission came pretty easily for you and I. It was the core values that took <laughs> quite a while, and then I think I think as an extension of having that work done, this stuff fell into place pretty cleanly, if I recall. It's kind of a blur. That's a good overview, Cody. Let me let me ask one quick question that that popped in my mind: Is there anything wrong with a brewery having a similar mission or vision as another brewery in their market? Tentatively, no. It depends on how similar we're talking here. I mean. If we're talking exact same, I would say you probably need to re-examine that. But if there's just kind of like a similar theme or, or I mean, look, most breweries are going to have similar mission statements no matter what you do. Yeah. It's just, it's just what the industry is. Your job is to dig deeper and work harder to show people, you know, why that's important and why they should care, why they should throw their money your way. That That's the bottom line to it. So ultimately, no, I don't think that's a huge deal, provided you aren't verbatim <laughs> ripping someone off or whatever. I thought you'd ask that specifically because you mentioned a brewery just wanting to make great beer. We talk about that on this podcast a lot. For a long time, every single brewery we were talking to was like, hey, I, I just want to make quality beer, you know, qual- top quality. We're going to filter the water. <laughs> we're going to, you know, do this and that. You use, use premium ingredients. And it's like, look, man, literally everybody's saying that. So it's just white noise at this point. S- sort of similar to brand values, your mission and vision don't really have to be public facing. So I think that's another reason why it might not be a huge deal if it's similar to another brewery's because it's not, 
you're never going to put your mission on the homepage of your website. I mean, maybe you would, depending on what kind of brewery you are. Yeah, depending on how compelling it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or, or how much you believe in it, or yeah, like how, how much it actually informs your brewery. I, I suppose some people could do that, but a lot of times it's just an internal guiding tool, and so who, who really cares if it's a little bit similar to another brewery in the market? If you want to employ local people or celebrate your local culture and, you know, bike trails and pathways and local music scene or arts, keep money in your local community, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Something that would be, you know, not necessarily particularly original in in the kind of brewery industry. I don't think that would make it any less important for your business. I think you just need to keep in mind that you're competing for the attention on that particular issue, potentially with other folks in your market who are doing similar things. Yeah, that's not as damning as when you see two nonprofits fighting for the same thing, don't you? Because in that case, you have like, you know, you give us $10,000 or give them $10,000 here. It's not as crucial a decision, but I mean, you know, if, if there are two breweries down the street from you and they're both supporting environmental issues, <laughs> which one do you go to? <laughs> you know, like if environmental, environmental issues are important to you, which one are you spending your money at? You go to the one that is not packaging. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, the, that's the choice in that case. Yeah. Yeah. You go to the one that's not wrapping up baby turtles and six pack rings. <laughs> All right, Cody, this has been great. Thank you. If if you guys out there are interested in learning more about framing your brewery's mission and vision, head over to craftbeerrebranded.com. We've got a couple chapters in that book. That's our last book about this topic. Cody, thank you so much for spending your morning chatting with me. Very quickly before we jump off here, we were talking about The Sopranos, the top of this conversation. One of my favorite scenes from that entire show, Tony had called Christopher in to talk to him about something. And, and Christopher walks in, and he says, is this about the Easter baskets? And and Tony goes, I don't know what the fuck that is. And I don't want to know. And the reason that's one of my favorite scenes is because we never, that doesn't mean anything, right? We never find out what that meant. It's just a fun throwaway line. But it also reminds me of every other interaction I have, both with you and our employees. <laughs> whenever, I, whenever I talk to someone, they're essentially asking me if this is about the Easter baskets. And I have no idea what they're talking about. What? On that note, I would also like to issue a brief correction. At the top of the episode, I claimed that uh, The L Word was an HBO series, and <laughs> that show is actually a Showtime original. Cody. So I want to apologize. I want to apologize to the good people at Showtime and and acknowledge that while you made The L Word, I am the one taking the L in this particular instance. As per usual. Thanks for listening to Beer Branding Trends. If you like what we're doing here, if you find this valuable, please rate and review us over on iTunes. And head over to BeerBrandingTrends.com to join more than 5,000 subscribers who receive our monthly email newsletter covering strategy, currents, and actionable advice from Kodo Design, a branding firm on the front lines of beer and beverage branding. Take care. We'll catch back up with you soon. <laughs>